Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. You remember that feeling you had growing up as a child when your favorite show would come on TV? You know, you were looking forward to it. It was consistent. It was familiar. Why can't we have that in our business? I think YouTube is that platform that you can get that feeling for your audience and your subscribers. But the thing is, not a lot of people are leveraging YouTube in their business. There are those key people out there that have made a great effort at it and are doing well, but I think you could do better in your business. And that is what this episode is all about. Let's get started. Welcome back. This episode is season three, episode two of season three. I don't know. I think we're at like episode 32 or something like this in the whole run of things. And today we're talking about probably one of my favorite social channels, which is YouTube. And uh, we're going to cover a bunch of different things, some misconceptions, some ways to to leverage it in your business and um, really dive in and hopefully by the end of it, you'll have a different perspective on YouTube if you're not already using it heavily in your business. And uh, you know, if you tuned in last week, you know, I have a co-host now, Jody. welcome back. Hello. And uh, you know, this is your second episode, but this is also, you know, you're in almost, I guess, I think it's like week three with us here at Blue Cow Marketing. And you've been having a lot of time working and, and and touching base with different clients on their social media side. Um, before we get into talking about YouTube, what have you noticed in, in working with people that has been a consistent kind of, of thing that, that's come up? Um, a consistent thing has been people wanting to create videos, but kind of being intimidated by it, not having the confidence to be able to uh, sit in front of a camera or, you know, thinking that they don't have the resources, enough time or um, the equipment they need. That's definitely been something um, that I've talked about in almost every single client meeting about how, you know, video does provide a lot of benefits to your business. It's a great type of content to get out there and it's a lot easier than people think it is. Absolutely. I mean, that misconception about, you know, needing all this equipment and, and everything like that. I mean, if, if this pandemic has taught us anything is that people are a lot more open to seeing people, you know, recording in their homes, um, you know, in their home offices or even, you know, and sometimes in their, in their living room or their kitchen. And mm -hmm. if you watch a lot of YouTube videos where there's consistent content being created, a lot of those people, um, that actually put out a behind the scenes of how they set up their studio. It's like in a closet or it's in a, you know, a back hallway or in their basement. And what you see on the camera, it looks really awesome, but really, you know, it's just something maybe that folds away and they, they pull out when they do it. So you don't need big studios and all this yeah. lighting and expensive stuff to actually get content out there. Yeah. And you know, that also provides benefit too, because it makes you more relatable to the people who are, who are, 
who are watching. Um, I'll admit, I uh, <laughs> right when I got hired, I went through um, the whole YouTube channel and found the one of your office because, you know, online when I was looking at Blue Cow Marketing and stuff, it said your like headquarters or head office or whatever. And, you know, when you did the walkthrough, it turns out it's just a... Uh, uh, a building you built off of your house, right? So it's absolutely. It seemed a lot more intimidating when I didn't know that kind of more personal side of it. So that's right, that's right. And uh, you know, I have a background in television production. That's what I went to school for. So you know, maybe I'm a little biased against the YouTube platform because it is video based. But you know, being owned by Google, there's a lot of benefits with you being on YouTube. One of which every video that you put out publicly and by publicly it's a setting when you publish it is indexable by google search engine so people look for content and as we know people are searching for like full phrases and questions and they're not just looking for keywords those type of videos will come up because youtube wants their stuff shown um, and that's a huge benefit behind it what would you say to someone who is kind of struggling with you know i'm kind of shy i don't really know you know how to be in front of the camera what would you say to them well, I would just kind of remind them of the fact that, you know, if you're sitting in your room or your office or whatever it might be with a camera, just act as if you're alone, just act as if, or if you're talking to your friend, you know, because while you could be thinking about the fact that your entire following and, you know, anybody on the internet could be looking at it, why do that and make yourself nervous when you could just think about the fact that you really are alone in that moment? Absolutely. And what I tell people too is, you know, talk to one person, you know, you may be going into this saying, you know, I want this video seen by hundreds, thousands, millions, whatever your goal is, but one person at a time is watching that. So, you know, speaking to that one particular person that's out there, be aware where your camera is because you want to have that eye contact. And a great tip around that has been, you know, maybe just finding a picture of a person online, cutting a hole out and sticking it on your, your computer and cutting it where the camera is. So you have a face to look at and you're keeping your eye contact there will make your video stand out. The second thing is go out and start watching other people in your space that are creating YouTube videos and you say, hey, you know, this is a great video. What is it about that video that you felt made it great? Mm -hmm. And it's a different type of process to produce for, for YouTube, you know, if you want to do this, you know, consistently, then it would be to watch a show on TV. Um, and you'll start to see those contributing factors where those first few seconds of the video is absolutely crucial because that's where you catch the person's attention, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to get into, you know, talking about you know, who you are and what you do every time you start your video, get to the specific point. People are asking YouTube, they're asking Google for an answer to a question, and they're, they're going to start to go through those videos and click on them and get that sense of, of confidence in that content first. So you know, get that initial hook um, in your videos out first. Yeah, I definitely think that's key. Because um, even when you think about writing a blog or, you know, anything at all, the initial intro has to be the hook, right? It has to be what grabs people's attention and what keeps them there. Um, even when you think about website design, right? Like your uh, people, how long they're spending on your website, you completely design that around your homepage and, you know, make sure that it's attention grabbing. Um, and also with the... Um, looking through videos to see what it is that uh, catches your attention and what you see as a great video and what you think other people will see as a great video. For me, when I've done that, I always find the fact that 
you know, when people are the most honest and genuine and um, you can really tell what their personality is through their YouTube or through their video content, that's what, you know, makes me more interested in the business or the company. I just think it's such a unique um, type of content because, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but like imagine what a video is worth, right? So Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 30 words or 30 pictures per second is really exactly. what it turns out to be. Um, you know, and, it, and it's building trust. And, you know, if you're selling a product or you're selling a service or even you just have a, a brick and mortar store, you know, that people come to and you're starting to talk on certain topics on there, it's building your your brand um, and the way that people engage with you. You know, the fact that you would be open and, you know, caring and, and honest in those videos and people are like, hey, I can relate with that person. And you invite them to engage with you. That's another thing you'll start to see is, hey, you know what? If you've got a question, put it in the comments. I was watching a, a review on a, a certain product the other day. And the person said an unbiased review of this product. And he said, you know what? I'm not a full expert on this. So you know, if I miss something, put it in the comments. Because I know some of our viewers would like to know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. So it's social. You're building that community. You don't have to go out and, and search for perfection off that first time that you create content. I mean, you will evolve over time and get better at it. Um, and I mean, YouTube is is amazing. They see you, they hear you, they can engage with you. You have the ability to respond to comments. You can you know, send people to other videos that you do. So it's really, in my opinion, you know, I'm 40. I grew up in the era of choose your own adventure books where you know, you read to a certain chapter at the end. It's like, if you want to do this as a character, you know, go to page this or go to page that, right? You'll see this at the end of videos is other videos come up to suggest, you know, check out this video or, or go here, right? Mm-hmm. You're building this whole labyrinth of, of content that people can flow through. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit about some ideas of how to leverage that content. Yeah. But Jody, I have a question for you and it is what type of videos stand out the most for you personally? Like if you were to go on YouTube, what would you look for personally? Not professionally, but personally, what would keep you on that channel? Um, I really like just seeing what people's days are like. The day in a life um, types of videos I think are so interesting. Um, it just feels like, you know, you get to sit there and um, watch what's really going on. It really it really like humanizes them because I think a lot of times with influencers or, you know, even in a business setting too, it can kind of just, you know, the brand name takes over and people don't really think of it as, you know, there's people behind that. The The reason why that exists is because of people. Um, and so I think watching those day in a life is what makes it uh, kind of brings it back down to mm-hmm. uh, humanized level, I guess. Absolutely. You know, and you threw out the word and I said it earlier, the influencer. And if you're not familiar with what that means, it's somebody who's built a a personal brand around themselves and they have such a huge following that, you know, no matter what they talk about, that following will be influenced by it. And that's really what it comes down to. We see it on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. um, And you hear of people making a living off of just their YouTube channel. Um, And how do they do that? And the reality is, this is the unique part and we talked about this before we started recording, is that YouTube is one of the only platforms that you can focus on creating your content. And once you hit a certain threshold, and I'll I'll tell you that in a second what that is, 
you can turn it on so that your account or your channel becomes monetized. So ads will start to show pre-roll ads that run before your video banners, all that kind of stuff. If people click on those, there are people paying to advertise on those channels and you can make money off of it. And that's how people are making, you know, hundreds, thousands, you know, probably even more because they're focused on great content, building that large subscriber face base in the millions, if not more. Um, and people are actually clicking on the ads and buying from there. And that's how they make the money. But how do you do that? We're still in search for that. We're currently, as of today, at recording around 841 subscribers. Um, and we need at least 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 viewable hours of your channel content in a 12-month period. Those are the two threshold components that will allow you to turn on that monetization of your account. So, you know, don't think you can start it up today and start making money tomorrow. You still need to get that. And there's a reason for that is YouTube and Google want to make sure that, it, you know, you're in it for the long haul. You're making great content. You know, you're not buying subscribers. They actually have to, you know, reach that threshold, but they have to be watching the content, right? And that's how, you know, that content, you know, gets seen is YouTube will start to show it to people because it's more relevant. People are staying more, more long, you know, longer times on your videos and it's going to say hey you know what so many people are watching so much of this this must be relevant let's suggest this to somebody else uh, at the end of the video mm -hmm. right so it's it's a really cool platform and i think if you haven't already started or maybe you've started and you kind of like slacked off you should give this some serious consideration mm -hmm. um in your your marketing um content definitely and i think a lot of people might be intimidated by the um idea of you know needing a thousand subscribers to be able to um you know make money off of it but first i'd like to reiterate the fact that you know making money off of it isn't the only benefit you know like mm -hmm. you can just it's just another social platform for some people to get their content out there spread brand awareness that type of thing but i also want to highlight the fact that YouTube has an immense reach compared to other social platforms. You know, when I was kind of doing some research into it, it's actually the second most visited website, you know, globally next to Google, um, which, you know, is an incredible amount of people that are on there. I think it's like 5 billion videos are watched every day. There's 2 billion um, users. But, you know, what comes along with that, while that is a benefit because it's a, you know, a huge opportunity, there's also, you know, it's definitely a competitive platform. You know, there's definitely a lot of people uploading at the same time. And, you know, without having the right strategy and kind of um, intent in place, you can definitely have your content be lost um, Absolutely. The platform. I mean, looking at, at the content that we're rolling out um, next week, you've been working on a blog post on, on, you know, using Instagram and the highlights, those little circles that are below your Instagram profile. You know, if somebody was, you know, had seen that, let's walk through somebody's thought process. They, they go to an account and they see these circles that are there and they're like, you know, what is this? Right. So they go on to Google and they type in how to put the circles under my, my Instagram profile which is exactly what somebody would probably write because they don't know that they are called highlights. If the blog post and the YouTube videos are, you know, indexed for that, those things will come up. But if you're posed with a video that's going to say, you know, a, a easy to follow tutorial on how to put, you know, the, the circle highlights on your Instagram profile and a blog post that's all written out, you're probably as a human going to click on the video uh, and be walked through it. Right? So, 
look at your content you're putting out there, whether you're blogging and say, what can I create as a video that's going to complement this and give me that exposure in this other platform, right? Mm -hmm. And cross promote, put in the, the comments of the video, the link to that blog article, because there might be other assets in there um, and vice versa. You're going to link your video back. Yeah. I think uh, going off what you said, another interesting thing about YouTube that kind of differentiates it from other platforms is if you think about, you know, going on Instagram or Facebook, there isn't really intent when um, users are on it, you know, they're just scrolling through not really looking at anything. But if you think about YouTube, you know, they're going on with a purpose looking for something, you know, that might be finding a solution to a problem they have currently. Um, learning a new skill or improving a skill, or even if they're just specifically searching for entertainment. But the key difference there in um, social, like other more traditional social platforms is, you know, what we think of when we think of social media is, you know, people aren't necessarily searching for entertainment. They're just kind of mindlessly scrolling through. Whereas YouTube is, you know, there's a lot more intent with the users who are on it. Absolutely. You know, and even when you're getting into advertising, you know, we do work with, with Facebook ads and, and Google ads, you know, they're, they're different, right? Because on Google, you want your stuff to show up when people are searching for relevant terms or phrases, whereas on Instagram, or not Instagram, but Instagram and Facebook, you know, you are targeting people on their demographic and their interests, which may not be their interest at that moment, right? They're, you know, they may have liked a page on, you know, a hair color, um, like a month ago. And if you're targeting on that interest, you know, your ad may come up this week, but the thought's gone. Whereas it's more relevant. It's very specific to that. Um, and that's where, you know, the algorithm with YouTube is, is very, you know, intelligent in that way of showing people more content and just think about why, you know, YouTube is in the business of making money. They make money through their advertisers. So, People want to be seen, see their ads be shown. So the more that they can keep users on their platform, the better. Um, and that's where it comes, you know, very important to think about that. And when you look at your videos, you know, putting those end screens is what they call at the very end. You know, when you get to the end of the video and it comes up and it suggests other videos that you can actually say, you know, I want this video or that video to show. Not to be confused by that grid of like nine or 12 videos that come up, which is YouTube's one if there's no other video, but the more that you can keep people on your channel and suggest the next one of your videos, you know, you're bringing that viewer hour um, number up. You're keeping people there. The relevancy of your content is becoming higher in the eyes of the algorithm um, and your stuff's going to be shown more. So again, the more that they can play in your sandbox, you know, the better, right? They're going to come back over and over again um, and you're going to have, you know, Google on your side. Yeah. And, you know, you can definitely think about that in a more personal side of things, too. You know, you often hear people refer to that YouTube rabbit hole, they call it. And that's 100 percent from, um, you know, the recommended videos that come up at the end. Um, so if you're able to kind of direct that YouTube rabbit hole, so to speak, then, you know, you're going to get more views and, you know, people watching your videos for longer, too. Mm -hmm. Which gives you the, the, the thought or the train of thought to think about. You know, what type of content can you put out? You can put out single one-off videos, but you can also think of a series, right? If it's like, you know, the five steps to doing whatever it is in your business, right? Make five different videos, but at the end, 
you know what, make that suggested video of like, here's the next step and they'll click and they'll go through it versus, you know, a long 20 minute video. Maybe you can chunk it up and have more content on, you know, on your channel that way is another way to, to leverage that ability of those tools. You know, and there, there's things in there like called cards, which are those little slide out things that pop up that people can click and, you know, go to either other videos midway through or a link to your website or, you know, a download or different elements like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So now, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, would you say that just kind of talking on your last point, do you think that having a, you know, say five different videos kind of shorter cut up is more beneficial for a business than having one long video? Um, when you're initially starting out, because, you know, think about it, if you're new to this, you've never really created videos. And I say, you know, you need to have a 20 minute video. You're going to freak out. You're going to be like a 20 minute video. How am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. Right. But I'd rather you start to hit a threshold of learning, you know, a 21 or two minute videos and get comfortable with that process and then start to make them a bit longer. You know, the ideal like length, I think for YouTube is going to be around that, you know, at 15 to 25 minute mark for you know, keeping people on you know, the channel and the content. You're never going to get to that right out of the gate. I mean, it takes, you know, the longer the video, the more prep you need, the more content you need and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you want to work towards that. But I think of it, you know, if you send somebody to your YouTube channel, which is, you know, for those who are new to this, that's the terminology for like, you know, what your Facebook page, your Instagram profile would be. You want to send people to a channel. Um, it's like your homepage on YouTube is, if you went there and there were like three videos, right? Would you feel confident in that brand versus mm -hmm. if you went there and there were like 12 or 15 or 20, right? You could probably make the 12, 15 or 20 shorter videos initially in the same amount of prep and time it would take you to make three 20 minute videos, mm -hmm. right? So I, I think you need to kind of divide and conquer and get into that process of building, um, you know, quality quantity initially, right? You're not just going to put for lack of better terms, crappy videos out, but you, know, you want to make sure that there is enough on there to keep people's attention. Mm -hmm. so that's my answer to that question. Right. So kind of for starting out, a tip is to kind of make the videos more sh shorter to kind of build up that, uh, the, the, the inventory itself, right? Yep. The inventory on there. Yeah. Um, and the other thing to, to keep in mind that really will, will boost your viewer rate, will boost your subscribers because you will get subscribers when people start to watch your video. Um, and if you ask them to subscribe, which you're going to see very consistent, a lot of videos in the initial part, um, is that thumbnails are the, like the major reason people decide to click on a video, right? And if you just let YouTube pick, you know, a thumbnail from your video or still image, they're going to pick the goofiest looking one possible. I don't know why it happens that way, but you have the ability to actually design your own. And there's a lot of great tools out there that you can use templates and build it and upload it to your video. So that thumbnail looks, you know, very eye catching and will make people like click on it because they're, they're really judging by first impression when they have that grid of all possible videos. Right. No, yeah, that's definitely important for sure. And I think a tip for getting started too, um, in addition to, you know, having a thumbnail already ready, you can use, um, uh, any posts that you've put on Facebook or Instagram before. And, you know, if you're deciding to take that content and make a video about it, you can also use, you know, if it's attention grabbing and um, 
would work well, you can use the post itself for, um, for the, uh, the thumbnail. But another thing to keep in mind is there's also, um, a specific, um, size for the thumbnail that you need to, uh, need to use. Mm-hmm. For sure. And the other way that we use YouTube or clients also use YouTube, you know, initially if they're not really building their channel is as a place to just house video content that they're embedding on their website. So if you're in the process of either revamping your website or building a new one and you want to have video content on there, don't upload that video to your website hosting because every time somebody plays it, it's using something called bandwidth, which is you know the data transfer back and forth. And you can run through that and your site can go offline. You want to upload it to a site like YouTube, you know, potentially mark it on listed if you don't want it publicly found in a search um, or clogging up your channel. But then you embed that on your site. Um, and the reason why that's beneficial is if a video is on the homepage of your website, Google looks at that and says, you know what, that's a bonus point. Let's give them some, you know, some more SEO power and potentially show their, their site in a search. But two, all the bandwidth and the, the loading of that video data coming through is housed by YouTube. It has no draw on your website. So people can watch the videos, but also they'll also see those other suggested videos and they'll also find out that you have a channel as well. So leverage that as, as a platform for doing that. Um, you know, and you can upload videos and just send people links to them. So we have clients that will do that for you know, internal training videos or specific client-based videos like onboarding videos and things like that where they don't want it found in a public search, but they want to be able to easily give a link out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think something that we, we should definitely kind of circle back to is um, I, I think it's important to talk about is the ease. So, you know, we talked about how a lot of people are kind of intimidated by it. They say they don't have the um, resources and that type of thing. I actually, in doing some research too, I found 83% of marketers um, responded that they would make more video content if there weren't as many obstacles. And uh, some of those obstacles listed were like time, money, um, effort, and, you know, all kind of related back to the equipment side. So I guess uh, my question for you is if, if those, that 83% was in front of you right now, what would you tell them? (laughs) I'd be like, well, first of all, um, (laughs) you know, I keep coming back to, to these devices and we are recording this. So if you're watching this YouTube, you can see us, but, um, your phone records video. YouTube has apps on there. Then there are two. You know, there's the plain YouTube app, which is designed for watching YouTube content. But there's also one called YT Studio, um, free app. You can download it, both Android and iPhone. And that allows you to manage your channel. You can go in there. You can upload videos from your phone. You can do your, you know, YouTube lives and all that kind of stuff from it. Um, but recording video on your phone is extremely easy. Um, and it would be a way for you to, if you had time, maybe you got to, you know, you're, you're going to the, the park some afternoon, your kids are on the playground, you just have a thought and you're like, hey, let's, let's record a video and let's put it up on the YouTube channel, right? You don't have to have anything more than what's in your pocket to do that. Now, the time one is interesting because we are all short on time, right? And I don't have a machine that's going to give you back more time. You basically just have to figure out where you can find the time for that. The more focused energy you want to give to your channel and actually produce content with intent saying, okay, these are the videos, just like you would with social posts or blogs, right? It's going to take the time to come up with the ideas. Uh, And the newer you are, the more time it'll take you to actually like record because you might stumble and, you know, 
have to redo it and those type of things. But I don't think the excuse of, you know, the equipment and all that is a valid one these days. I mean, it's all, everybody has it. I mean, if you get a Chromebook, if you get an iPad, a tablet, every single device will give you the ability to record videos for YouTube. Now, what about the editing skill set side of that? What would you say to people who are worried about that that kind of aspect? Yeah, and again with that, I mean, you can go very high end, like um, you know, Adobe Premiere, if you want to, you know, invest in something like that and build, you know, a lot of video content and edit with a lot of effects and, and all that, you know, jazz and pomp and circumstance that you want. Or you can go very basic. I mean, Windows got Windows Movie Maker. You can download, you know, DaVinci Resolve, which is actually a pro um, editing software, completely free online. Um, iMovie has it. You can get apps in your phone um, that will allow you to edit very easily. InVideo, uh, another great tool um, that we can give you a link to in the comments to the, you know, either the video or in the podcast here, um, which allows you to have a lot of great flexibility for you know, putting titles in your video, cutting up your videos, adding music, all that kind of stuff. And it's all cloud-based, which means you just go to the website, log in, upload your video to it, and start editing, and then you can actually publish direct to your YouTube channel without having to download that video first. So the tools are, are there. You just need to, to really be motivated. I mean, I think that is going to be the number one thing that stops people is motivation, right? Do you really want to make this change and difference or do you want to just keep doing the things the way that you've always been doing them and complain that nothing's changing right so basically what you're saying is there's no legitimate excuses absolutely not <laughs> i mean we we have a client um i won't name their name um but they're they're an older client and they are creating content that will be put on a youtube channel um and they have all the tools in their browser they, they're recording them with loom um, a free tool that allows you to actually record your screen and or a combination of your screen, your video, or just your video. Download it, upload it, and just some basic kind of editing you can do in there to cut it up. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if if they can do it and they have no video experience, you can do it. Right. Right. Now, I do have another question for you, too. And I think I know the answer because, like you said, you're very biased. But... <laughs> in, ter in terms of all the uh, the social platforms out there where you can kind of get your business out, um, all of your content creation apps, that type of thing, what would you rank your your top three for businesses? Wow. Well, I guess it depends on on your type of business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm on that that verge of of you know LinkedIn and YouTube being kind of close if you're on the business to business professional side, mm -hmm. um, because you know you got a lot of professionals on LinkedIn. But I also I think I'm weighing it again more towards that YouTube side because I think it can work for anyone, and I don't even think that there would be a video that you couldn't create for any business that wouldn't work on there. I mean, even if you're a funeral home, I bet you you could come up with content for a YouTube channel, yeah. you know, it depends on your personality and everything like that. But, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be sales videos, right? It's just relevant content that your audience would find interesting. Um, and it will be found. And case in point with that, you know, I created our Blue Cow Marketing channel years ago. I don't even know when it was. And I didn't put a lot of effort into it. I put videos up there, you know, and it wasn't until probably about 
two years ago, year and a half, that the we kind of hit that the uptick in that hockey curve of you know you know of subscribers, and I was like, you know what, something's happening here. Let's put more content. And when I did that, the subscribers went up. But the number one video is me reviewing an audio board that I bought for podcasting. And it was basically like, hey, I bought this. This is new. This is what I like about it. And it just had thousands of views and people were asking questions and questions upon And, you know, I was engaging with them and it started to build that, that viewer base on there because I'm talking about something that people are looking for. People are searching for reviews on this and the video comes up, right? Mm-hmm. So even though we're a marketing company, that video is not marketing related, uh-huh. but it's relevant content that anyone in business that might be looking for a piece of equipment for podcasting would find interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a huge aspect of YouTube is it's going to be a lot of trial and error with your, with your content and seeing what works and what doesn't, you know, it's not necessarily as straightforward as some of the other platforms. Um, yeah, I think, I think you have to get your content out there, you know, every idea that you have, get it out there, find a way to implement it. And then, you know, once you have that kind of baseline, you'll be able to tell what is working best for, for your company for sure. Yeah. And with anything, always go back and, and look at how things are performing. You know, what videos are getting, you know, the most views, you know, which ones are getting comments and and don't ignore the comments by all means, respond to comments that are on there. Um, that's going to give obviously more relevancy score to you. Um, but also your subscribers are going to feel heard. Um, and you'll get a lot of great ideas for new content in there. If people are asking the same questions, you're like, oh, bingo, there's another video idea. Create that video. You're answering their questions. You're engaging with them. Um, so, you know, as with anything, go see what works and give them more of that. Things that aren't working, do less of that, right? It's common sense in that regard. Um, but before we get near the end of the episode, there's one thing that I want to talk about that is also available on other platforms, but is, you know, probably not as, as used on YouTube with new people is YouTube live, right? Being able to go live on YouTube, you know, you heard of Facebook live and Instagram live, and, you know, some people have, um, LinkedIn live and all those elements that are there, but you can actually, you know, stream out to your YouTube channel through, you know, Zoom, right? Zoom has built-in integrations to stream your your meeting to YouTube. So if you're doing an interview style, you could stream that out. You know, you could do it on your phone. You can do it on your desktop. It's a different kind of platform because it's all raw. You can't edit it, you know, in the moment. So you have to be on top of your game, but that ability is there. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's definitely something that's... Um undervalued for sure is going live even on Instagram and Facebook. I find not a lot of businesses kind of use that to their advantage, but especially on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, and the last element in here that you can create are called playlists. And a playlist is a collection of videos that you can kind of sort into a, a certain category. And you can give that link out or you can actually have it on your channel that that there's a section that has this playlist. So you know coming up with different ideas like topics. So you know, if we check out our blog post that's coming out next week on, you know, those different highlights on Instagram, they're really like Instagram story playlists, right? They're, they're little collections of it. So that idea of what type of segments do you want to break your content up into or buckets, whatever you want to you know, associate with and make playlists for that. And when you create a new video, assign it to one of those. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be beneficial for, for people that are coming to your channel. 
Yeah. And it's also definitely worth mentioning that that's a good way to keep that, um, you know, amount or the, the amount of time that people are spending on your channel, because, you know, when something is in a playlist, if somebody's watching one video out of it, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I should watch the other ones in the playlist too, because they're relevant and grouped together. Yeah, for sure. You know, we have a playlist that is about how to, you know, edit your podcast with Adobe Audition. And I created, I think, seven or eight videos on that. They're all in their own playlist uh, and they're organized so that, you know, you play from one to the next to the next to the next. And, you know, it, it's you know, one of the, the top collection of viewed videos, again, on our channel because of the very specific nature of what it is, mm -hmm. um, you know, niching down your content to very specific topics yeah. versus, hey, this is my Friday, everything that's going on in my life and business video, right? Talk on specific topics. Yeah. And it, it honestly just makes your, uh, your content easier for people to, you know, view really. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Um, <laughs> there'll be more content on there. If you have a comment about the show or you want to reach us, um, you can just email hello. You don't have to need me to spell that, but hello at bluecowmarketing.ca and we will respond. And, uh, now, if you want to hop over to Facebook, um, again, facebook.com slash blue cow marketing, message us and either of us will get back to you as well. Is there anything you want to part with for, for words of wisdom? <laughs> start a YouTube channel. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, you know, if you started one or you have one, you know, send us a link to it. I'd love to see it. We'll give you some feedback. Um, you know, we're here to help you and your business. And if you want some help, you know what? With creating content, again, we are available for, for hire to help you get set up with that as well. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.